Series 2, Episode 8, Responsibility. What is wisdom? What does that word even mean? How can we implement wisdom in our everyday lives? Psychiatrist and executive coach Dr. Sunil invites you to join him on a transformational and sacred quest to experience meaning, purpose, and fun in both your life and work. These podcasts will not only empower you to wisely navigate through a confusing world, but to grow in body, mind, and spirit, which will ultimately have us Dancing with Wisdom. Welcome to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast with me, Sunil Raheja, as we invite you to join us on your quest to make sense of life. And I have to jump in straight away here and ask you a question, Sunil, and that is, do you like me? <laughs> of course I do, Elliot. Do you love me? That's good. That's good. Of course oh, I do. That's good. That's, because you may not in a moment. Oh dear. And the reason why is because I'm going off the plan. Okay. You know, usually we have a rough idea. Uh, just so you know, we don't, we don't actually have a scripted thing as such, but we have a general idea of what interests, of what we would like to talk about, something that interests me, something that I'd like to learn about. We explore it. Um, and also we have people write in and we explore that as well. But you said something in a previous podcast and the word really resonated with me. And this isn't actually mentioned in the book. It hasn't actually got a, a, a section in there. No. But that is responsibility. Right, okay. Okay, it's responsibility. And that word really stood out, out to me. It was like a slap in the face. And for me, you know, we're talking about walking wisdom and then dancing with wisdom, ultimately dancing with wisdom. So where does responsibility fit in within wisdom, being responsible? Okay, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to say, if, if, we were, if I was a psychiatrist and you said that to me, I'd want to know what it triggered in you. One second. Say, right, say. I, just put my, I just put my boots up on the table. <laughs> I've got the head back. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> but we don't need to go there unless you want to. But when, Not in front of everyone. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> But um, the word responsibility, for me, it breaks down into response-able. And so the ability to choose your response in different situations. So we've talked in previous podcasts about how between stimulus and response, you know, I don't know if you did biology at, at school, you know, they talk about those primitive organism like amoebae is that you stimulate them at one point and they respond another way or you take a simple system like the knee and you you know you prod it it jerks up so it's very simple systems and organisms it's very clear stimulus you get response but for human beings like us okay there is a space where we can call on our self-awareness our conscious will our conscience our imagination is another one as well we can decide how do I respond? You know, for example, one stimulus might be somebody says something nasty to me and I think, ah, I'm so furious with you. I'm going to let you have it all. I'm going to really tell you my mind's worth. And we say things like, he makes me so mad. She makes me so mad. But actually, the reality is between stimulus and response, being able to respond, we have a choice. So just because somebody says something nasty does not necessarily mean that you have to react with something nasty back. You can choose. And, you know, and I've gone back to this in, on previous podcasts. I always remember an argument I had with my wife a number of years ago. And I said something that I shouldn't have said. 
And I always remember her comment because it really put me in my place. She said, I could get really angry with you at this point, but I'm not going to. Yeah, you mentioned that in the previous podcast. Yeah, and you we mentioned are. that, yeah. And that really put me in my place because she was taking responsibility for the conversation. And we could have got into a dance whereby would have been very destructive. But she had the wisdom and the emotional maturity to move it into a different direction. So responsibility, okay, let's just say someone's done something wrong. You said, look, you need to be more responsible. You've got to take responsibility for your actions, okay? So when it comes to being responsible, you have to be responsible within wisdom. Am I right in saying you need to be responsible for taking the journey towards wisdom? Yeah, I think... think Is that okay to say? Yeah, no, I think actually it's it's a great question. Thanks for asking it, because I think the context, you know, when we talked about other in, in other podcasts, we've talked about assumptions that we make and we've talked about the atmosphere that's around us that has certain assumptions and views. And one of the assumptions that's in our world is that this life is all there is. So basically, I just need to live to please myself and get what I want and get all the experiences that I can, because when I die, that's it. Finito, finish, the end. There'll be nothing left. That's actually a huge assumption. And But what that actually creates, if you extrapolate it out, and a lot of people don't, but it means that I don't actually have to live with any responsibility to anybody else. Because why should I care what you think, what other people think? Because really, this life is all there is. So I don't need to be responsible for my actions. I don't need to worry about the consequences. And yet everything in life screams out that actually you are responsible. There are consequences from your actions and the decisions that you make and the choices that you make. It's really, it it really doesn't matter. And I think, you know, I've talked, you know, in the previous podcast about um, my friend Bunty who died, uh, died suddenly at the age of 32. And that, it really made me question, you know, is this life all there is? Is this narrative that... On one level, I don't believe, but I know it infects me so much that I should just live for this life. I should just get all my eggs in this life, all my investments in this life, get all the experiences. You know, you have books that say things like 100 things to do before you die, which, you know, I'm sure they're great things to do. But but this sense of FOMO, fear of missing out, I've got to get everything. If I don't get everything done, then somehow I'm, I'm going to be a lesser person. But let's just say there's someone who... It's like, right, look, you can say whatever you want to me, but I still think that at the end of the day, when we die, that's it. You can say whatever you want, but that's it. They can still be responsible to say, okay, so that's what I think. But on that journey, until I get there, I'm going to take responsibility for myself. Mm. And by doing that, ultimately work towards having wisdom within that life. Yes. And then perhaps they may just find something greater within that wisdom. So I think yeah. that you need to take responsibility for your actions. Yes. If you do have that attitude of, well, this is it. So, you know, that's it. When I'm gone, I'm gone. So this is what I'm going to do. That doesn't mean that when you're here, you're not seeking wisdom and making wise choices. Well, I think, I think you've got to be realistic about the fact that you may say that. But the thing is, most of us, don't follow through the consequences of what we say we think or believe. What do you mean? So I say that I think that actually when I die, 
that's it, the end, nothing happens. I just become worm manure, for example, and, and that's the end of me. Well, if you actually follow that through, then what you're actually saying is that my life actually has no meaning because at the end of the day, when I die, it stops existing. I'll then just become somebody's a memory. You know, maybe if I do something great, somebody might remember me or write a book about me or I might write a book. But, you know, that, that book's going to be forgotten. The things I've done are going to be forgotten. You know, the universe, ultimately, science tells us, will ultimately, you know, the earth that we're in will one day be subsumed by the sun and be all gone. So actually, nothing actually matters. No, but, and so really, your life and my life has no meaning. Now, nobody would live like that. You would never say... Well, if you did and you actually thought it through, that's why those philosophers who were very, you know, who really thought this through, like Jean-Paul Sartre, Camus and all these people, they had the courage to say, actually, if that's the case, then what's the point of living? But you wouldn't do that, you see, because if you did, you wouldn't, you'd commit suicide. And that's the tragedy of it, I think. But we, we say that, but we don't live that way. And if we did, if we, we don't think it through to its logical conclusion, because it's too uncomfortable. But some people might say, well, do you know what? I'm going to live my life and then pass down, hopefully, knowledge and yeah. maybe wisdom to my future generations. Yeah. And that's my legacy. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I'm going to, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. But yeah, I, I, I think deep down, I think, would you say that deep down people are, at least hoping that there's more. Well, I think we live with that, don't we? I think we live with that sense of there being more. You couldn't, I mean, I can't see how else you can live otherwise. We all have a sense that I want my life to matter. You know, in the book, I talk about four vital questions related to being, relating, doing and leaving. And leaving is, the, is a legacy question. Is that I want my life to count for something, either in somebody else's life or the difference that I've made. Uh, you know, you know, who is, it? is it Macbeth who says, you know, when, when he's at his low point, he says, you know, we had to, we had to learn it at school, so we had to memorise chunks of it. But it was something like, um, uh, was it full of sound and fury signifying nothing? Is that what I'm going to say? All the, all the turmoil, all the angst, all the highs and lows that I've gone through, does it all signify nothing? Mm. See, I think, because yeah. we're talking about responsibility with yeah. wisdom, and I think now is a really good time to say no matter what your age yeah no matter what walk of life no matter yeah. what your status no matter what your income yeah you can start listening for wisdom you yes. can start feeling wisdom and you can start your quest towards yeah. wisdom you can do that which means that yeah. let's just say you're a violent person let's just say you've been violent or done some things you're ashamed you've of. done things you're ashamed of yeah drugs drink whatever yeah. whatever it could be well no I, I think it's good to say it because i think there are things that go on out there yeah, yeah. and people can pick up on that and deep down in the back of their head go well yeah that, that was me or i've done that yeah it's not too late to say well do you know what i'm going to take responsibility for that i've acknowledged mm. that and i am now going to say all right i'm going to manage my uh, I'm going to remove my idols. I'm going to manage our ego. Please check out the earlier podcasts for those. And I'm now going to start my journey. Mm. It's never too late, is it's it? It's never too late, yeah. Mm. Yes, I mean, I think if we understand wisdom as 
connecting to timeless truths that lead me to the best version of me living the best life I'm called to. And that's ultimately to things that have lasting success, satisfaction and significance. I mean, we're looking for success. We're looking for satisfaction. We're looking for significance. Problem is, most of the things that we look for are very what's you know ephemeral. They you know they're like vapor. That they're there. We get the success we wanted, and then it sort of it isn't what we wanted. You know, it it doesn't quite satisfy. You know, success satisfaction. We think if I had that relationship, if I had those things, it doesn't satisfy. And then significance. You know, the fact that I matter to somebody. But even mattering, you know, being important to somebody, death takes that away. That's why we need wisdom. Because if we're going to really look at life, you know, and be brutally honest about it, life is tough. Life is painful. And where are the answers that actually engage with that tough brutality? You know, we switch our mind off. We anesthetize ourselves with, with you know, with, you said, drink, drugs, music, holidays, the latest Netflix binge. And again, not saying those are things are bad things necessarily. But they're still, you know, they're nagging questions. You know, I, I, there's a famous quote that's been echoing in my mind recently um, from W.H. Arden. He says, death is like the sound of thunder at a picnic. It's like the sound of distant thunder at a picnic. Mm. And so this realisation, actually, that I've been blessed, I've been given so much, what's it all for? And when it's going to come to an end? I feel like we should jump in here and say yeah. that you're saying life is brutal, life is hard. But people yeah. who are going to be listening to this mm. are thinking, well, actually, I don't want it to be difficult. Yeah. I want to have clarity. So do I. <laughs> I want to have wisdom and I want to work towards that. Yeah, yeah. And the the whole and I would strongly say that you can. Yes. You know, it's like, yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it is. If you go down that path, you will always meet hurdles. Yeah. So a word that I've, something that I've done recently, when second COVID come around, I've stopped using the word stress. Oh, I've stopped using stressful. It doesn't exist in my vocabulary anymore. Very good. I've changed it. It's tricky. Yeah. It's a tricky bit at the moment. Very good. It's yeah. tricky because yeah. that is a more positive word. Absolutely. Or it's, than, a, cha- or it's a challenge. Or, yeah. yeah than good. the word stressful. Yeah, it's good. See. That's a good use of language. And, yeah. and I think that for somebody listening to this, to, you know, we should point out, say, yeah, it, it all of these things happen and it yeah. is difficult and there are bad things out there and it's easy to mm. be pulled in one direction. And you know what? Chances are sometimes you probably will, okay? But the thing is that if you take responsibility for it and say, do you know what? I've done that. Okay, how should I have done it? Reflect, go to that solitude, which you discussed previously, and then reevaluate, re relive that moment almost yeah. in your head on how it should have been and then take that forward, then step by step, yes. I'm, I'm right in thinking that you are, step by step, you're working towards wisdom rather than yeah. the difficult it, and hard. Yeah, I think one of the wonderful things about wisdom is that it, it's, it's a lifelong journey. That's why we call it a quest. Okay, On a journey, you basically get somewhere and then you get on with your agenda. With a quest, you change. It's achieving something that's difficult to find and that's hard to get. And you become a different person on that so it's as much about the human being you're becoming as what you're doing and this is about your whole life in in, in its richness and complexity i think wisdom encompasses that i feel like there's an exercise that people could do i mean you you talk about jotting things down don't you yeah yeah Uh, 
yeah, yeah. you know, it's good. And I feel like when it when it comes to sort of responsibility, you know, you you can sort of jot this down. You know, like what I should have been, you know, what I should be responsible for. You know, what do I do in my everyday life? You know, and, and just go through them one by one and yeah. say, right, I've done this. That happened. Where was my responsibility yes. within that? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and. People are different, but I think certainly by writing things down, it helps to deal with the mental fog that's in our heads. Because the thing is, lots of stuff goes on in here. <laughs> so that's why I, I mean, a lot, <laughs> lot of stuff used to go on in here. I lost hair at a very young age. He's rubbing his head if you're <laughs> listening on the podcast. But uh, was it, that's a phrase, grass doesn't grow on a busy street. That's, uh, that's how I console myself. <laughs> but what is, what is, what the point I was trying to, and I've lost my own train of thought there, what I was trying to say was that writing down helps to, you know, was it thoughts disentangle themselves when they go from lips into pencil tips? In a sense, as you write it down, you can begin to say, you get some emotional distance. That's what I'm trying to get at, really. Mm. It's when it's just in the head, it all gets mashed up into your identity and trying to unravel it. And you can begin to unravel it. And exactly as you said there, Elliot, you, you can say, you know, I mean, one of the things I, I, I did was, I, I, I still do it to an extent, is that I keep it, you keep a journal of, of what's happened, but also you can keep a journal of, of what your worries and fears and anxieties are. And what I, when I was doing that more methodically in the past, what I found fascinating is when you look back, say a month, six months later, and you look at it with hindsight, and you see the things that you were worried or anxious about, and then you can obviously look back and see what's happened, you begin to see how God in his wisdom and circumstances have arranged themselves. And many of the things that you worried about never happened and things that you never thought of did happen. And you learn and you, and you grow through that. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, I completely agree with you. And and also there is using the the wonders of like the phone, yes. uh, which everyone seems to have these days. Uh, I, I find that um, perhaps a good exercise would be to write them all down, you know, what, what the alternative could be. And maybe get your memo, you know, your dictaphone, uh, recorded messages, and actually hear you record yourself reading all your notes back in a positive way. So right. you could actually say, you know, this was the situation, I should have done this. Yes. Or this is a situation, next time I will do this. Yes. And you can play that to yourself. No one needs to know because you're on the train or, you know, you're in the car or to go for walking a dog, whatever. And you could be hearing yourself, yeah. almost like training yourself Yes, that's right. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's certainly, yeah, there's there's certainly the power. I think what you're alluding to as well is the power of mental affirmations, which are really important. You know, people can poo-poo them, and people can say, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I don't believe in all this positive thinking stuff." The story we tell ourselves and the way we talk us to ourselves is really important. And we can take responsibility for that. Mm. And if you, if I give you the opposite, is and I would not, I would recommend don't do this. But you can imagine the consequences. If every day you spent ten minutes thinking about all the things that are wrong in your life and all the things that annoy and upset you and just focused on that for 10 minutes every day. After a month, I tell you, it would produce a horrible result. Don't do it. Well, I told you about the time I just shouted myself in the mirror, you know, if I was having oh, destructive thoughts. Yes. You know, you, you've, you've got to stop them. You know, yeah. you've, you've literally got to stamp them out because, and, you know, and, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's hard, it's difficult. And, and yeah, okay, I get it. But if you can just have that will, if you could just have that initial drive to say to yourself, stop. Yes. That, if you say it loud enough, you will draw your you, own attention. You, you can, yeah, that's right. You'll draw your attention. That's you know, right, because you're, because you're into a particular pattern of thinking. Mm. You, know, you go down into a certain rabbit hole of thinking. And it's important to suddenly jolt yourself out of that. That's why he's saying this. You know, yeah, they talk about what ants, in, in CBT, they talk about ants, automatic negative thoughts. And you can get into a groove of thinking that way. And, you know, 
I put my hand up. You know, I've I struggle with that in my life, and um, I've had to re-engineer myself and re-engineer my thinking to get out of that automatic negative thinking. And I, well, I think as well with being being wise would also be being honest with yourself because you you often find that a lot of people who are like happy bubbly ones on the outside and like mm. that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we see that in like. Um, the celebrity world, and, and it's not. Well, Robin like... Williams was, was a classic example of that. You know, so tragic with him, really. Yeah. You know, he brought so much happiness to so many people, loved and adored by so many people, and yet behind it, you know, he tragically committed suicide, but... and he felt so alone. It's just exactly, and that's yeah. the point. But we know about that because of the status. Yeah, 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 that's right. And we hear about it because that's what the news gives us. Okay, yes. But they are, they are they're in a countless, great scheme. They're a countless. Exactly, man. I mean, in the great scheme of things, they're a hand. They, you know, they're less than a handful. Yeah, you yeah. know, but everybody has it on on a day day to day. You know, people are carrying stuff underneath. And wouldn't yes. it be great if if we could say, right, I choose to go behind the scenes of myself, and rather and try and yes. push it. I've got some darkness there. Here yes. comes the white, which is wisdom, and I am going to push it, push it like a play-doh machine. Would you push it out yes. and push that away? I mean, is that possible, Sunil? Well, I think I think this is what's fascinating, actually, because one of my favourite psalms is Psalm 103, and it starts. It says, "Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits." Actually, there's that one, and, and Psalm 42. It says, "Why are you so downcast, my soul?" And what's interesting in in those psalms is that. The psalmist, the person who's, who's, who's written it, he's not talking to God, he's not praying, but he's talking to himself, he's talking to his soul, and he's, in a sense, coaching himself about what he's going through and saying, you know, we've talked about this on, 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 on other podcasts as well, is don't believe everything you think, but think carefully about what you believe. Mm. And so we have all sorts of thoughts going through our head, thousands of thoughts going through our head. And we don't have to identify with all of them. And if you've developed solitude and prayer and an inner walk with God through his word, you can begin to separate them out and say, you know, Lord, I know that I should be forgiving, but I'm really angry with that person. Mm. Please help me. You know, Lord, I'm struggling in this situation and I, I, I don't feel I, I can do it. You know, Give me your strength and help. So you begin to have, you're, you're honest with where you're at and you bring that to God. And God delights in that. God delights in, in us being open and honest with him and, and coming out with, with where we're at because it's about being real. Well, congratulations, because you've just given us another topic, which I'm going to throw in, and that is honesty and wisdom. Wow. So that's uh, that's so okay. get ready for that one because that one's coming okay. at you at some point. Okay. Um, so let's just summarise uh, responsibility yeah. and wisdom. So with responsibility, we've broken down into being able to respond to life challenges. And what we, what we try to say through this podcast is that actually you have more agency than you realize. You're not a primitive organism. Between stimulus and response is a space. And you can call on your imagination. You can call on your conscience. You can call on, I would also say, on the word of God. You can use your self-awareness to think through a number of different responses. You know, just because we use phrases like, he makes me so mad. Well, actually, no, you choose to respond in a particular way. And if you can develop the space and self-awareness, you can actually choose a different response, mm -hmm. a more wise response than would, that would come naturally. And so walking with wisdom is taking responsibility for my life. There are lots of things that I can't take responsibility for, but I can take responsibility for my choices and my decisions. Like, like, like you did, you talked about, you've taken responsibility for not talking about stress, but talking about a tricky situation. You've been able to downplay it because then by changing the narrative, 
you've been able to engage with it better. Mm. So I think that in a sense that that that's part of walking in wisdom uh, is being clear about what I'm responsible for, which is myself, and then dancing with that and dancing with what life throws my way. Which ultimately is what we uh, are looking to do. Absolutely. And at this point, I would uh, invite you up to uh, dance with to me. Dance. But, uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, due to COVID, and that's what we'll blame it on, um, we can't yeah, do that. Dance, yeah. But um, but I, again, this has been a really great podcast. It's been a great learning for me as each one is. I'm, I'm glad me- somebody's helped. Well, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm merely just sort of, you know, discovering That's myself right. and learning um, with the listeners. That's right. Um, which is great. So I would say to listeners, you know, do uh, ask your questions, do writing, let us know your thoughts. And by all means, leave your name if um, you might get a mention. Uh, but be, bear in mind, the name you leave is the name that we will be mentioning. We'll, we'll use your first name. We'll only use your first name. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and at the same time, yeah, do leave us a nice review so other people, so the algorithm can kick in and other people can get to uh, to enjoy the podcast. And if you know someone, do share it if you feel they'll benefit from this and would like to join our quest uh, of dancing with wisdom. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, Sunil. Yes, yeah, so it's at drsunil.com. Um, I just quickly say that if you do want to leave a comment or message and you want to remain anonymous, just let us know. Uh, um, if you're happy to just use your whole full name, we'll, we'll use that. Obviously, we, we want to respect people's privacy, but we also want you to enjoy what it means to dance with wisdom. Absolutely. And if you want to get hold of me, you can get hold of me, Elliot, at monkeynutuk.com, two L's, two T's. And of course, you can also contact us at Instagram, monkeynutaudiobooks, and Facebook, monkeynutaudiobooks. So, Sunil, until the next one, thank you so much. I'm going to go away and have a good old think about what you've been saying today. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. You've been listening to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, presented by Sunil Rahija and Elliot Frisbee. For details on the Dancing with Wisdom book and its accompanying workbook, please visit drsunil.com. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, then please share it, give it a thumbs up on YouTube, and help it to grow by giving it a nice review. Life's challenges can diminish, define, or develop you. Which one will it be? Make sure you hunger for the wise one. The choice is yours.